Hey there, mucho gusto, and welcome to another episode of Detective Writer. I'm your host, Sally, aka Detective Writer, and today I am super duper excited to introduce all of you to a brand new guest, fellow friend, and acquaintance, Jack Halpern. Jack, thank you so much for being here. I'm so excited. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely. So I definitely would love to ask you, so what is your passion? Like, where did you find, like, the most passion, you know, in your writing, in your career? And why did you choose it? I'd love to know. Well, my, my passion is uh, certainly um, elders. Um, I really started 50 years ago. Uh, I, I was 24 years old. Uh, and somebody, I was looking for a job, and somebody said to me, okay, we're, we have a nursing home, and we would like you to come work for us and be the, what they call the executive housekeeper, the person who oversees the cleaning and the maintenance of the building. And I looked at myself, I said, you know, you're 24 years old, uh, you're out of your mind, you're going to work with people uh, uh, with the elderly. And at that time, uh, 1973, uh, the average age of an elder in a nursing home was 65. Today, it's 87. But I said, you know, I had sort of an epiphany, and I decided that, you know, somehow this was meant uh, for me to do. Uh, and I started to have my lunches uh, with the residents of the nursing home. And asking them, you know, how do you feel, of course, being in a nursing home? And what is it that they're looking for in, in being taken care of? How do they want to be uh, treated? Um, and I got a lot of information from that, and I decided to pursue it. I went and I got myself a master's degree in healthcare administration, and I started to move up the ladder, and I became assistant administrator and then an administrator of nursing homes and i worked in that for close to 25 years at that point i decided to go out on my own and uh, become a consultant um, and my passion is uh, when these things occur start to occur to people and to their families when they get into a situation when they come into a hospital with a broken hip or a stroke or any such uh, 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 illness or disease or whatever it is or dehydration, they are thrown into uh, sort of a Netherland, uh, a world that they don't understand uh, with a lot of bureaucracy. Uh, with a lot of people who give them uh, misinformation uh, and actually lie to them about what's what their future is like and what can be done. And, and I decided that uh, this is, was my passion, to be the person to help people sort out and navigate this horrendous system that we have today of what, what I call reimbursement health care. You know, if they get paid, they take care of you. If they don't get paid, you're on your own, especially poor people, especially minorities, 
black, brown people, and certainly uh, poor people. Okay, so I am the person who they call, and I get involved. I don't just give advice. I get involved. I go to the hospital. I speak to the discharge planners. I make sure that they get into a good nursing home, which there are not many of, but I make sure that they get into the best nursing home. I make sure that they don't, aren't thrown out of the hospital too quickly. I help them with the discharge process. And then when they get into a, a nursing home for rehabilitation, I'm there to advocate for them, to make sure that everybody's doing the right thing, to give them the right care. Um, I also work with people who are already in nursing homes and are having some very, um, and I do it all. And I get them through the system and make sure to get good care and make sure that hopefully that they can go back home that they get the right therapy. So that's, um, I'm really the magic man. I, I'm, I'm the number one elder advocate in the country. Uh, I consider that uh, to be the truth and so do my clients. Um, and I get them, I get clients from all over the country and I've been doing this for 50 years. So. That's my passion. It's my life. That's what keeps me up at night. <laughs> and it's uh, I'm I'm effective. I also deal with evictions from nursing homes. A lot of last year, ten thousand residents were evicted from nursing homes mm -hmm. and assisted living facilities. I have a hundred percent success rate um, in preventing evictions. So. These are the things and a whole myriad of other things uh, uh, that I do and help people get accomplished. That's absolutely incredible. Thank you so much for sharing, Jeff. I, my grandparents are no longer alive, but I remember, you know, whenever they were, they never were in a nursing home. Thankfully in New York, you know, we get, I'm not sure in other states, but we were able to provide 24 hour home attending care service and then, like, you know, we were always still like on alert, you know, just to be sure we would have a camera. We would let them know, obviously, that there was a camera, you know, please take care of them. And it is so sad because to think that so many of, you know, the elderly today, I hear so many cases where they're getting scammed by people who pretend to be their grandchild or their child over the phone and asking them, hey, can you send them some cash? And they take their whole life savings or they're getting evicted and thrown into nursing homes and so many things can happen that you don't know. So it's really, it's great that you're like, that you're basically finding a way to like combat that and just help people know that people may be of a certain age, but they're not defenseless and they're not alone. Thankfully, not everybody who's in a nursing home has that experience, but it's always good to, you know, just let somebody know that in case that God forbid there is a situation, you know, where they can't defend themselves. There is somebody who will gladly do so. So that's absolutely incredible. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yes, I, I, I do. Um, I do my work with uh, with great love and um, 
discussion of it. Um, and, uh, you know, I've been doing it a long time and I know, I know tricks uh, that these people have not uh, uh, made up yet. Uh, there are always uh, nursing homes and hospitals um, are, you know, that they've become uh, businesses, they've become uh, entrepreneurships. Uh, they're all, uh, many of them are funded by equity, uh, you know, equity groups who are looking only for profit for their investors. Um, so they're, they're they're cutting corners. Uh, most nursing homes are understaffed, um, and because of the pandemic. But the pandemic wasn't the only reason. It's been going on for years. So, and, and the problem, the biggest problem is, and I tell people, people say, "Oh well, they're understaffed." But the biggest problem is not that they're understaffed. The biggest problem is that the staff that they do have is not qualified uh, to do the job and not properly trained. They really, really, you know, in, in most nursing homes, many nursing there are nursing homes that are being run by uh, you know, nonprofit organizations uh, that, you know, care more and not out for profit. So, you know, we I try to look for the places that will, you know, where profit isn't the main motive and where they're going to take care. But everybody, you know, who comes to me, uh, Certainly, uh, most nursing homes know me. Most nursing home operators hate me, and <laughs> I count my I count my success based upon how much they hate me. So uh, I'm a very nice guy, but when I have to defend the needs of my, my clients and my elders. Um, you know, I can be a very tough person to deal with. There's a lot of things that people have to have to know. And certainly, I, I can't stress enough to people, don't think that when the time comes, don't be, don't have this delusion that when the time comes for you to need these types of services, that the government is going to be there uh, to help you. And Medicare will be there and Medicaid will be there. It's just not true. You have to plan, you have to get the right legal paperwork, you have to get to a good, good attorney. Uh, this is not something people should be doing on their own. They should be planning ahead of time. They can lose their homes. They can lose their assets. They can lose their bank accounts. So they have to start thinking about this when they're healthy and when they're younger. Illnesses, and she had so much. She was so sick all the time. And I kept saying to her, you know, why do you want to, you know, really live like this, you know? And she was a woman who, believed in G 
Jesus uh, like no one that I've ever seen. And she fought every single minute to stay alive despite the hardship. So there are, you know, she did, she eventually passed on. But the kind of faith that I saw in her, uh, you know, just it, it moved me. And it, 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 there are other stories like that and other success stories. But the, the, the most of those stories, uh, you know, I write a blog on my website uh, uh, at com. Uh, now blogs are not so popular anymore. You can have the Instagram, and, uh, and I do Instagram too, and I do uh, all the other social media. Uh, so, uh, you know, I, when I write these stories, I'm trying to I'm trying to impress upon people. Uh, don't think that you that you're just you're gonna be okay. Uh, you know that you're gonna be okay. Assume the worst. Uh, you know, plan for the best. Assume the worst, like I said before, and um, make sure that you're protected. And don't think you're not going to a nursing. Most people, I'd say 80% of elders who are over 65 have a very, very good chance of ending up in a nursing home. They might have a, even a minor event at home, have to go to the hospital, and then they're going to need rehab, and rehab is in a nursing So don't think you're going to be the person, you know, you're going to beat the system. I'm trying to make it as hopeful, um, you know, as hopeful uh, and trying to find solutions. And I, I do have solutions. Are they practical in this world? And uh, I don't know. You know, the world has changed very much. And nursing home patients are not at the top of the list of uh, uh, people that the government wants to help gain. Okay? So uh, they're spending more money on um, uh, on, this, on people, on migrants, than they are on nursing home people. And then you have the problem of the um, the problem of uh, dementia and Alzheimer's. Okay. If you don't have the money to go to a good memory care center in a, in a in assisted living facility for your dementia or Alzheimer's, then and wind up in a nursing home where they have no programs for dementia or Alzheimer's, you're 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 finished because if they don't have a program for Alzheimer's patients, they deteriorate, they, they regress. Uh, and you know, so anyway, I don't want to make it sound all terrible, but there are nursing homes that do have programs, uh, even for people that don't have the funds, and um, they're good places. Now, the people that work in nursing homes, the caregivers, most of them are you know, 
loving and caring people, uh, but they're not, they're not supervised, uh, they're not, you know, the owners are out busy making money and they're not supervising, um, they're people, so what happens in a lot of nursing homes is that the staff actually gets control of the nursing home and they're running the nursing home. They're doing whatever. So, just just want people uh, to be aware that they that they have to uh, they have to plan and they have to do that in advance. And I try to get people uh, who use my services to plan ahead. I work with uh, financial planners. I say, oh, you could plan all your retirement plans and all those things, but you have to also plan what happens if you break your hip and you have to go to the hospital, then you have to go to the nursing home. So, you know, so I try, but most people come to me in crisis. Yeah. And most of my cases are crisis, so, which is, I don't like to do crisis because then I don't have enough time uh, to, to, to get it done right, but to get it done uh, because I have, everything is, is in place and everything has been planned for. You have to think of a good point, Jack. You know, it's great to be prepared for the future because you never know what could happen. And it's it is... It's like everything. It's, it's everything, but especially in this in this area uh, in this area it's it's essential it's it's essential and you know if you bring me in uh, especially if you're noticing for instance that a loved one is becoming forgetful well, they're not opening their mail they're uh, they're not keeping the house as clean as they used to keep it uh, you know, there's a lot of Chinese food in the refrigerator. You have to begin to look for these signs of your parents or your grandparents, uh, signs of dementia. A lot of these things, if you get into it early enough, there is a lot of things that you can do with, with modern uh, medicine, uh, you know, to begin to work on that system and try to get people, uh, you know, for the illness to, for the disease, whether it's Alzheimer's or dementia, you know, to uh, to slow down the things they do. That is definitely a great point to bring up because, you know, you never know what's going to happen and it's always good to just be aware of anything that may seem like really off or out of the ordinary. And I definitely would love to ask you, Jack, do you have any advice or any words of wisdom that you would have for anybody, you know, not just anybody in preparation for nursing homes, but anybody who's hoping to follow in your footsteps? Do you have I any do. words of advice I, for them? I do. I would tell everybody the, the most important thing, the my elder Jack Alpern axiom is, and this might sound a little harsh, but I'm very straightforward. When you get into a hospital, 
certainly that's a good time to call me. You don't have to retain me right away, but you know, that's the right time because discharge planners and hospitals begin the discharge process almost immediately. And if you don't know what you're doing and you don't know what you're doing, you should call me in early. The second piece of advice is the Halpern axiom, the rule of thumb is that everything that somebody tells you in a hospital, and I'm talking about discharge planners, case managers, I'm not talking about the doctors, of course, everything that they tell you you have to assume is a lie it's not the truth they tell you you have to leave in 24 hours they tell you if you don't go to this terrible nursing home you're going to have to pay the bill all these things are lies uh, so you have to you know you have to not believe the things that they tell you. They'll tell you, for instance, that we send many patients for XYZ nursing home and they're very, very happy. They have great results. Lie. They've never been to the nursing home. They will send you to a nursing home if you are poor or you're on Medicaid. They will send you to a poor Medicaid nursing home. If you have money, then certainly they will send you to a better nursing home because they want the nursing home to begin to drain your pocket. Okay. Another thing is don't give the hospital any financial information. Okay. You don't want them to know that you have money or you don't have money, it's none of their business. Medicare is paying for your hospitalization. Medicare is paying for your, for your doctors. Everybody, when they start asking you personal information, anything that does not pertain the direct medical situation at hand, don't give them any information no information that is definitely really and one another piece of advice is do not sign anything anything nothing okay they want you to sign something okay have me look at it and let you know if you should sign it all right and if you don't want to retain me, we'll get a lawyer, we'll get a friend of a lawyer. All right. That is definitely don't true. Don't sign anything. Okay. So, uh, the most important piece of advice is whether you have a lot of assets, if you have a lot of assets for sure, if you have a little asset, okay, little assets, you have a house. You have maybe a couple of hundred thousand in the bank or whatever little money. Go see an elder law attorney. If you need recommendations, I have good ones who are reasonable and are the right attorneys for you to use. 
prepare your paperwork, your power of attorney. Okay? You can go down, you can look up on Google, New York, if you're in New York or whatever state, look up the healthcare, their healthcare proxy form, have it filled out. And so you can fill it out yourself, have your loved one sign it, and then needs to two witnesses, and that's it. Do it. It's, it's right on the internet. You don't have to go to an attorney to do that, but get a power of attorney. All right? That's go to an elder law attorney who can tell you how to save your assets on it. You don't have to pay and how not to lose your house. And all these things. So protect yourself with, with these things. And uh, you know, certainly uh, the best advice of all is, is call me. You know, I'm not selling here. I am a fee-for-service company, but my fees are down. Um, you might not need one that's like me, but, you know, get somebody. And, and all your friends are going to try to tell you different things. You know, my mother was in this nursing home to get Catholic treatment. And my father was here. Man. Don't listen to anybody but a professional. You do all these things, and then you have half a chance. That's incredible. <laughs> I'm saying, man, that's, that's the best advice. And I've seen more people. They, they just they, they call me at two days before they have to get out of the hospital. They don't have power of attorneys. They don't have healthcare proxies. And the nursing homes themselves go and go and file guardianships, and then they get to talk for another day. But I can't stress enough with all my heart and all my soul that if you don't follow these things. You have a good chance of a bad things. That is definitely true. Thank you so much for sharing, Zach. I can't thank you enough for being here. I know that we definitely, um, we definitely maybe have taught maybe a lot of people how to prepare for the future. I truly can't thank you enough. Certainly appreciate it. People would check out my website, and, yes, myelder.com. Um, you know, check me out. Jack Halpern. If you Google Jack Halpern, you'll find me right away. Can I follow you and, on social media? <laughs> uh, yeah. Perfect. And, and also, you please, please, if you have a question, I don't care how small the question is. All right. I get very angry with people when they say, you know, I didn't call you because i didn't want to bother you okay i am available on the weekends i'm available in the evening i'm available during the day i am always available for clients or non-clients so if you have a question okay i, I can i give my cell phone number uh, is that for for minutes um it's up to you if you want to it's up to you yeah. Uh, my cell phone number is 347-489-8643. Uh, 
so give me a call. You have a question, uh, and uh, I will answer the question and uh, try to help you out. If it will, you know, get you from not making a mistake, then that's great. You can call me, and uh, and I'll try to help you out. If you need further services, certainly you can retain me. I'm reasonable. And um, thank you so much for letting me, you know, uh, you know. Do, do I have one more minute? Can I have one more minute? Sure, no problem. No problem. Okay. I would urge uh, young people, I'm talking about people, uh, you know, that are in their 40s, or thir even 30s, I would urge them to, to, you know, they're probably, their parents are having issues with their grandparents. The young people today, they're great people and they're caring people. They have to begin to get involved in helping their parents and their grandparents and helping other people because they will be in that position in one day. That is and if, you, if you're a dementia professional or an Alzheimer's professional, you should also get involved in fighting what's going on in these nursing homes as far as dementia care and Alzheimer's care. We have to do this united because the government is never going to help. Thank you very much. Thank you so much, Jack. Before my Zoom cuts us off, thank you so much again. I truly appreciate it. Thank, thank you, you so much. Love you all and good luck. Stay safe. And if you need me, call me. I, I definitely will. Don't. I hope you come back again, Jack. Thank you so much.